Welcome to American K Sisters. My name is Linda. I am Hina. Enjoy our show about the spectacular American life of two Korean sisters. Okay, Hina. We're gonna just dive in. Let's dive in. <laughs> dive in. Where? <laughs> Into your social life. <laughs> <laughs> Because, you know, like, that's what we wanted to talk about. And you tell me here and there, like, what you go to, who you meet. But, you know, you don't tell our listeners. So tell us. Yeah. So I'm a social butterfly. I'm kidding. I'm not. I was living in the cave. You're a social cat. <laughs> social. Oh, my God. That's so true. Social You stay cat. in the corner and stare at people. Yeah. The funny thing is I'm <laughs> everywhere. Like, I'm always there, but I'm at the corner. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're sneaky yeah like, go around people <laughs> yeah that's so true so i recently i'm getting out of my introverted cave <laughs> it sounds weird but no i mean like i don't think i'm extremely introverted but over the pandemic because uh you know we didn't go out that much i didn't need or hang out in a like a big group setting. So I realized that after pandemic recently, it's been so challenging to, you know, being in a social settings. Uh, that's why I kind of wanted to push myself so I can have fun and then meet, get to meet new cool people. So recently I joined some women group in the same industry where I am in and also through my uh, school alumni events. I also attended really cool events, very informative, educational, and there I got to meet really amazing human beings there. So I think I'm really enjoying this kind of events and opportunities, especially thanks to, you know, being in New York City or having easier access to all these people, resources, and events. So yeah, that's my kind of life updates these days about social life. Yeah, that's awesome. It's interesting that how you and I started off very different before the pandemic. Like I was extremely extroverted and social and you are somewhat introverted. You like staying home. <laughs> yeah. But then like we changed a lot over the pandemic. I think I might be maybe like more introverted than you are now but that's not true i still like socializing but then yeah. i think over time i became more fond of small gatherings like like what we used to do during the pandemic mm -hmm. now i feel comfortable with social gathering i mean small gathering but that i feel overwhelmed by big crowd yeah so that's definitely a change sounds good so, yeah, mm -hmm. let's talk more about friends. You know, it's not easy to make friends and maintain friendship as adults and as we get older. So I want to learn more about your friends, Linda. Let's do that. First, uh, let's talk about making new friends. Um, As I just mm -hmm. said... Gosh, it's so hard to make new friends after maybe 
30s. Um, maybe it's my experience, but definitely once you're not in school, it's so hard to meet new people in group settings. You just have to constantly, you know, push yourself and uh, find a group or, you know, circle. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, how has it been for you to make new friends recently or in the past few years? Yeah, I mean, that is my specialty, making new friends, <laughs> I would say, because I've been moving around a lot in my life. It started when I was young, like my my parents and my family moved around a lot, like every few years, so I had to switch schools. And we continued uh, in my high school year to move out of country <laughs> to the U.S. Right. And I guess maybe that's the tendency I've been moving around a lot on my own and with my partner, Chris. But I think it's more out of necessity these days. Like for school or for job, people often have to move. So that has affected my social life a lot, um, especially with making new friends. I, um, yeah. I first want to ask a question. How do you define friends? Maybe we also have different definition around that concept. Because I'm more strict about how to and when to label <laughs> friends. <laughs> I will say to me, friends count as like someone I can, I have contact with. I can easily message, exchange messages with. If I want, I can ask them to hang out. That's my friend. Mm, okay. I think, I think mm -hmm. you're pretty much aligned on that. Yeah. People who I meet at the group. Not all of them are my friend because yeah. I don't have their contact. Right. I, I sometimes call them friend, but I'll actually say, oh, it's a member at yeah, this club. Yeah, someone I know. Like, yeah. Right, right. Someone from this club, right? So this moving is my theme in my lifelong friendship. And I do not have hard time going to places. I am very good at finding groups mm -hmm. wherever I go. Often, like I even start researching before I move to try to find, oh, what groups can I join when I move there? Mm -hmm. And my go-to resources at meetup.com, libraries. Libraries have a lot of interest groups mm -hmm. and events. And often also school, like university and colleges have some groups that are open to public. So that can be a resource too. But often like... When you go to library or community center, there'll be flyers where groups mm. post to flyers. So I always check out the flyers on the bulletin board. So joining groups is not a problem. I always find something that interests me and go there. Yeah. And then at this point, you kind of developed your own like checklist every time you move. Like, oh, you know, meetup.com and then like library and then school. Also, when you moved... Being a part of school helped you, I think, because right. when you moved to Iowa, you know, you was working for school. Uh, and wait, right. wait, you are, you are working for school at the same time you are studying at right. a new school. Like I think it's different school, right? So I think mm -hmm. still being in a big organization, but not just company, but like a school, because usually school provides more variety of activities and groups mm -hmm. and opportunity. So it seems like that also helped you find people easily. Yeah, and I will tell you this. Wherever you go, pretty much everywhere has a book club. 
Oh, oh, you can inquire at local bookstores. Many bookstores run their own book clubs too. Oh, okay. There's always book club, often diverse book club, mm-hmm. like nonfiction or a short story or fantasy. You can choose your interest. Also, you can usually find knitting club. Often there is knitting club in town, and um, I enjoy both and. Both are really easy way to get to know people because mm-hmm. you're, you're going to talk, right? Yeah. Like at the book club, you talk about your thoughts. You get to know people, how they think. And knitting club, you're knitting, but you're chatting. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's very easy to get to know people through those both activities. So um, I, I enjoy finding people. I there. think I just learned another pattern by listening to you. Basically, you have a lot of interests and you do a lot of things. So I think through oh, those right. activities, yeah. you can easily find group. Uh, but for mm-hmm. those who do not have a lot of hobbies, you know, who, do, mm. who just like watch TV and stay home, it's even hard to find an activity they, you know, enjoy. I guess. So I, guess. I think that's another like gift you have that you have like uh, interested in so many variety of things. Right. I have a friend that I met through a K-pop group, K-pop fan group. This friend is into video games. So she has many friends online that she met through video games. Mm. So I guess where you can meet new friends also depend on what activities you enjoy, right? right? If you're spending a lot of time online, you'll make online friends. Yeah. But I like getting out and actually meeting people in person. So that's what I do. And... Uh, after that, it takes a while for me to actually make friends out of a group. Mm. Because, first of all, <laughs> I don't know how else to phrase this. I don't like everyone. I mean, <laughs> I guess that's the same for everyone. Yes, but what I mean is like, I don't click with everyone. I don't like feel drawn to everyone. Yes, I guess that's so normal. And you know, sometimes there is someone who I feel more drawn to that I try to talk to them. Mm-hmm. However, it's not easy to do it every time you go to a meeting. Because you know, you don't want to feel like you are following someone. Or there's not always an empty seat next to the person mm-hmm. you want to talk to. Yeah. Does it make sense? Yeah. So it takes a while it takes at least like four or five meetings right. for you to get to talk to the person you want to become friends yeah. with you don't want to be a stalker and then just like following right. around all the time right right so um it takes some time but you gotta be patient right <laughs> i think that period of time gives you an opportunity to learn about the person too maybe because mm-hmm. you're gonna observe more for that specific person right yeah and I think the final hurdle is getting their contact info because oh. it can be strange to ask one person contact info while other people are listening or looking uh, at you. Yeah. So you have yeah. to find a moment when you are somewhat private with one person that you want to become friend with. Uh, and that doesn't come all the time. Right. So, so it's a skill that you have to build <laughs> Oh, I think that's tricky and that's difficult. For me, mm-hmm. I just get other people's number too, but hoping the person <laughs> does not reach out to me. <laughs> You're ridiculous. Because <laughs> um, like you said, it's so hard to have that perfect moment of one-on-one right. just exchanging the content, especially if you met the person in a group settings, right? So 
Yeah, he not. That's a tactic. Yeah,、uh-huh. that's a tactic you can use, right? Just ask. Get everyone's contact. Yeah. <laughs> These days it's easier because I will just ask. Oh, are you on Instagram? Right. Then you know, like we can follow each other, and you can actually message on Instagram too. So it's easier than getting phone numbers.、Mm-hmm. I personally prefer phone numbers because first, I'm not on Instagram that much.、Mm. Um. So that's that's why it's first of all. Difficult to send a message or check、mm-hmm. the message,、um, and overall, it's it's a very distracting platform, you know, Instagram,、yeah. social media. Also, sometimes I don't want to share too much if you're not too close to each other.、Mm-hmm. Even though I do not post a lot, but still, the person will, you know, see some of my like personal stuff, and I'll get to see the persons. But I feel、mm-hmm. like. I want to avoid any unnecessary noise at the beginning, and just want to learn about the person first. And、mm. I feel the same way for dating. Actually, I was talking to my friend about this because these days a lot of people, especially when they like meet someone on dating platform, first、mm-hmm. thing they do is googling and then going to their Instagram account. But、uh, yeah, I don't do that. Yeah, I、mm. don't. Yeah, I don't do that. I don't know why. Hina, it's very rare that I get to see you with new people, so you have to actually tell me too. Like, how do you go about making new friends? Because I know you go to many social events, but you don't make friends out of every everyone you meet there. Right, right. And you just said your standard or hurdle is, <laughs> or what did you say? You say your definition of friend is stricter than、yeah. mine <laughs> or narrower. Uh, What is、yeah. it? Is there a test that I passed <laughs> without knowing? I don't knowing? know. I think. Ah,、uh, well, I cannot speak for all the introverts in the world, but I think、mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of my personality that it takes a while for me to open up、mm. and truly like trust the person that I recently met. Yeah, that's why it's so hard. And then personally. I never really worked too hard to make friends until、mm. I moved to the U.S. Because yeah, I mean, when we were younger, we were in school, so we were always right, surrounded yeah, by you、yeah. know other kids, and naturally you make friends. And、mm. then, even when I was little, I was not really too obsessed with like you know this circle of girls' friends、mm-hmm. or like a best friend because. Because I'm nerdy, like my number one priority is studying, so I don't really、mm-hmm. like care too much about friends or hanging out. You know, just whoever just like around me are my friend, and whoever I go to, you know, um, you know, mejam, like what, you know, like school cafeteria, cafeteria yeah, yeah, with or you know, just like have some fun time with during, uh, break. That's all. That's what matters. And luckily, Wait, I want to pause. Yeah. Listener, I will link our episode to how Hina and I met. <laughs> When you want to become a friend with a nerd like、Should、Hina, be nerdy. Yeah. So just to study together, <laughs> and that worked. Yeah. Just just feed me any informational knowledge or you know like nerdy inspiration. You know, you should do one of those. Yeah.、Um, Go ahead, Hina. Okay. Yeah. And and then I. Think I was so lucky because、um, when I was in college, I had this group of very very close friends. They are、mm. almost like my family. And then when I 
was in college, I heard the totally opposite stories from my high school friends. They all say, oh, you know what? College life is so different. Like, they are very individual. Mm. They just do, you know, their own thing. So it's so hard to make friends. But I had the uh, totally opposite experience. I really appreciate the friendship that we had. And because we always, total of six, these girls, always together, all the school, like in my department, not the university-wide, of course, those people don't know us, but at least in my department, like all the people, even like professors know our circle. <laughs> mm. So that's how we were close to each other and always like hang out with each other. Yeah. But then, yep, yeah, I moved to the US, then my struggle has begun. So like all other immigrants... Everything is new and you don't really speak the language that much. And I was not a part of any school and I work for a, you know, tiny company. So I'm not even, you know, expecting to make friends there. So that's where I started pushing myself. And that's how I met Linda. Oh, right. Yeah. Because you came to meetups. So probably my college friends would be really surprised by what I've done because they know that I'm like nope to everything like unless it's my circle of friends whoever Mm. invited me for a drink or for whatever I'm always like nah no I'm not interested like all the time but yeah I have to change myself so it took a while also on top of that people here I guess Typical in big cities, people come and go. So mm-hmm. at one point, I kind of let things go, you know, even though at one point I was really close to this person, but my life changes, you know, her life changes. And somehow right. over time, we kind of got alienated from each other. So I think in my late 20s, I learned a lot about this, you know, just accepting what's happening and um, mm-hmm. not really trying to too hard I don't think Mm -hmm. it's something I have to work on like nothing's wrong it's just happening naturally so I don't see the point of working too hard to be clingy on something that's not gonna work and also you never know maybe Mm -hmm. we are alienated from each other but maybe in our late 30s 40s somehow we got close to each other again because that's what I see from my my parents For example, Mm. my mom, she had a bunch of really close high school friends, college friends. But after she had me and my brother so busy with balancing, you know, working and, you know, raising kids, uh, she didn't hang out with her friends at all for a while. But after my brother and I grew up, now she's back with her circle of friends and they spend almost every weekend together. Mm. So I think that's how I see friendship at this point. Now let's talk about how to grow and maintain a friendship. I think it's harder than making new friends, right? Because it's an ongoing effort sometimes right it's like romantic relationship yeah very too. similar you have to keep making effort to cultivate the relationship otherwise it dies down yeah i agree yeah so i know that you moved a lot throughout your life mm-hmm. uh not just between countries i mean not just between different states and city but also between different countries right. so 
Right. Um, I want to hear from you about how your experience has been so far in terms of maintaining a friendship and even growing and upgrading it. I would say there are actually two groups of my long distance friends because you know when I move I don't like disconnect with everyone. Mm-hmm. But uh, first of all, it does narrow down. It's sort of like a uh goes through a narrow tunnel of okay like who's a funnel stay yeah funnel who's gonna stay as my friend after I move <laughs> and you know you if you if I come away with like one good friend from one place that's just awesome because often you do make friends you can socialize with in person where you live when you move away then it's just harder to spend time together. I have friends in different countries that I met in different countries. I still have contact info, but we don't talk often. I think when you live in different countries, it's really hard to relate to each other's experience. Mm. And, you know, you have to explain a lot and add it to it, like the time difference Mm, is harder. So I usually stay in contact with them when I visit the country again, like when I can like meet up. But it's definitely easier with friends in long distance within the country, within the U.S. So it happened with Hina first, definitely, when I moved to Iowa, from New Jersey to Iowa. Mm -hmm. So we are in long distance, longer distance for five years. And now we are relatively close. (laughs) You know, it's funny because in the U.S., this count is close, like four hour difference. (laughs) So so we are pretty close. We are pretty close. It's only four hours away. Right. (laughs) But like in Korea, you can like cut across South Korea in four hours. Yeah. And then when I moved from Iowa to Rhode Island, it happened with uh, Christine, my other close friend, Mm -hmm. because we met in Iowa. So... I think we did something similar. I did something similar to keep friendship with them and some other friends who are relatively close to chatting. Like, you know, thank God we have cell phone that we can chat. Because, <laughs> you know, I think chatting is really helpful because phone call, both people have to be available at the same time. And it's mm-hmm. often hard to find the time. But yeah. chat, you can leave the message all the time, anytime. Right? right, And then the other person can reply when they become free. Yeah. And what I started doing when I was in Iowa was that using voice messages. I think Hina and I didn't do that at the beginning. But then later on, we started using it and now we use it all the time. <laughs> yeah. So it has the convenience of leaving messages whenever you want to but also has the advantage of hearing each other's voice. It feels like talking to each other, but a little delayed. I mean, gosh, that's like five years. I think we had all different phases. Like Mm -hmm. at the beginning, you are also going through some challenges and hardship right after Mm -hmm. you moved to Iowa. And also that's when I was having similar difficulties in my life like I had Mm -hmm. depression I was at grad school and also I went through really bad breakup so Mm -hmm. um, for us because I was a grad student my like hours are relatively flexible so every time you're driving I was able to pick up the phone and then we talk 
you know, sometimes like 30 minutes, like multiple times throughout the day or sometimes like two hours straight. So we were on the phone a lot. And I think that helped, especially at the beginning and when we both are having a hard time. But Mm -hmm. later, you know, I think we chat. I mean, we use text more and Mm -hmm. um, sharing a lot of, you know, like fun stuff, videos and images, like cartoons. So I think the Mm -hmm. good mix of both really helped. You know, those definitely frequent contact, frequent talking or messaging is very helpful. In addition to that, doing something extra also add more, I guess, special feelings. Like that when I visit my parents in New Jersey, I always hang out with Hina. And uh, there have been times that we also travel together. And those kind of experiences, I think, just add more joy. Mm-hmm. Like add something new opportunity to get to know each other get to know each other deeper yeah and you know to us <laughs> we are making podcasts together so yeah. <laughs> this has been a very special activity that i do with hina and of course the purpose of podcast was not building friendship but it came as a bonus like right. you know building new aspect of friendship mm-hmm. with my other close friend Christine, I have read books together. We mm. chose a book that b- interests us both. And we'll read like a couple of chapters each week and talk about it, call each other and talk about it. And reading a book together is also very mm. special, very helpful experience for friends because you get to hear each other's thought in right. very specific topic that you right. don't always talk about. Right. And, you know, Hina talked about it a lot. <laughs> I I like handwriting letters and right. cards. So I often send that to my friends, too. And all those activities help me, like, maintain friendship. Mm-hmm. But to tell the truth, it just made me feel connected with people. Mm. Like, I'm a very social person. I need that social connection every day. And even if I don't talk to anyone today, like, if I, like, wrote to someone, I feel, like, connected to that person. But, you know, there's actually no day that I don't chat with someone. Like, I always get messages. So, (laughs) yeah, I think those all really help. And definitely, if you two really like each other, it's possible to keep friendship even in long distance. Yeah. And I think it's good that you are expressive and you just feel good by expressing and writing, you know, Mm. or sending a letter. Not necessarily expecting other people to return the same thing Mm, i think that's a good thing because once you start building the expectation for the other people and if the other person do not match up your expectation then Mm -hmm. it's hard to maintain the relationship so i think maybe also it's your personality that oh like doing this for myself not necessarily Mm -hmm. you know expecting the same as a return Right. I mean, I want to ask you, like, how do you develop your friends? I guess the the more specific question is, like, how do you go from friend to, like, really close friend? Or, like, you can also talk about friends that you s- stay close in long distance. Choose a question, Hina. <laughs> yeah, I would go with first because okay. um, I think there's not much of a big difference between those two. So... First of all, for me, one person being someone I know to very close friend, it takes a while. (laughs) Mm. Um, 
So, for example, you and I, before you moved to Iowa, by the time we had known each other, maybe still like a couple of years. Yeah. Maybe more than that. But to be honest, I didn't feel like you're super close friend of mine, Mm. like not that level. But over the time of like five years in Iowa and by sharing so much, I felt close Mm -hmm. to each other. And the other thing that happens to be the formula of me feeling someone as my very close friend is going through some challenges and hardships together. Mm. Um, Not necessarily we are going through the exact same thing at the same time. Like we can really relate to each other or sharing really personal hardships openly Mm. that makes me feel that someone is reliable and also I can really, Mm. you know, open myself to this person. And that makes sense because I rarely do that to the person who I recently met, you know, that's why Mm -hmm. it takes time. Um, So I think these two are kind of intertwined, you know, like having, like knowing this person Mm -hmm. for a while and also going through some challenges together. So again, I don't want to like define, oh, these, like this ABCD are my close friend, but looking Mm -hmm. at just top of my mind, all the people that I find as my very close friend including you are people i've known at least yeah at least five six years Mm. and we went through really really challenging time together yeah so that's why even though at one point by nature we are alienated in my Mm -hmm. heart like bottom of my heart i still feel for the person and I still feel very close to the person so Mm. again like yeah life changes now we don't really hang out that much we don't really text that much but still this person is you know remain as my close friend because of the time that we spent together and the challenges we like shared together so I think those are the main source of my growing friendship I um, heard this term from a friend, my close friend, cactus friend. Cactus friend. And I think the term comes from cactus not needing water so often. Like you can water cactus like once a month and still thrive. And that's like some friendship where you don't talk all the time because you are far from each other. Mm. But then when you meet up again, you feel very comfortable. Yeah. and I think it's only possible because you had that time together going through hardship before you sort of went cactus. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes yeah. I found very interesting when people just only hang out, like, you know, drink friend or just like weekend, you know, go out and hang out. That only happy moment doesn't help me like build a friendship personally. Mm. So... Mm-hmm. Also, maybe that's why I don't do that because I feel like it's very superficial and I feel like I'm not my authentic self in that kind of setting. So Mm. even though regardless how many times it's repeated, if we don't get to a certain point of, you know, deep conversation or sharing challenges, going through hardship, it's really hard for me to call them as my good close friends. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I agree with you, Hina, that like friends come and go depending on the life circumstances. And some friends stay forever, like cactus friend, like 
high school friend that I have in Korea. We don't talk often to each other, but whenever I visit Korea, we'll just talk about anything, yeah. right? Because cause we spent that teenager year together when I lived in Korea. But sometimes friends go, and that's not always easy. And uh, I guess... I did experience it a lot when I live in big cities because people move around. Mm -hmm. But it still happens to me when people are not moving around. I want to hear how you handle that, Hina. Do you have any experience of like losing friends that you feel like, oh, we were friends together, but then it's no longer? Yeah, I think I've also experienced both. Um, I lost some friends because I moved here, especially mm -hmm. those very close college friends that I consider my family. Yeah. At the beginning, it was hard for me to accept that. Yeah, it's hard. I, I think it's hard because you like that person. Yeah. You're attached, emotionally attached to that person. Yeah, because I started feeling that, oh, I think about my friends this much, but I don't see the same way from them. Mm -hmm. And um, in my mid-20s, to be honest, there was some phase that I felt a little passive-aggressive about it. But mm -hmm. over time, again, I, I let that go. And also, after more time passed, it was more certain for me to stay here more longer. It was not a temporary anymore. So mm -hmm. especially at that point, because now I feel more grounded being here, I was able to let that go. And um, mm -hmm. now I still, you know, meet with them or we do uh, monthly or every other month Zoom call, FaceTime. Mm -hmm. So we still maintain the friendship, but I'm okay and I accept that our friendship is now slightly different, which is right. totally fine. But at the same time, I also experienced that even though I stay here and my friends stay here, but naturally we got alienated. Right. I don't know if... It's more common in 20s and 30s because that's when people are changing so much. They are like, as mm -hmm. a young adult, their value changes, their lifestyle changes. So, and also that's when people started, you know, dating, being in a relationship. So I think there are a lot of external influence to mm -hmm. people's lives. So I think most of the time it's one of the other or, you know, multiple of them mixed together make us kind of being apart from each other yeah but for those cases it really happens gradually for me it was not very instant disconnection or abrupt right. disconnection so i already like knew or felt that something is changing and we are not like us before right. so i didn't really feel like sad about it but at the same time i think what <laughs> stressed me more was more like oh, then now I have to find new friend or yeah. more friend. I guess my focus quickly move on to the next step. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Linda? I feel similarly to f my friends that are in Korea or I guess from schools in Korea. So I had some high school friends uh, from Korea and then I had some college friends mm -hmm. because I went to study abroad in college. Mm-hmm. And then there are some people that I met in the U.S., but they were studying abroad in U.S., so they went back to Korea. Uh. So uh, a mixed bunch. When I went to Korea, so I visit Korea not so often, like maybe on average every five years, not so often. 
And、uh, what I found out about my friends from school years, like that means like teenage year or early twenties, is that wow, we are so different, or we have become very different. Yeah. Because you know, when I was young in high school and college, my thoughts were very different. World view was very、yeah. limited. I knew shit about the world. <laughs> But I read a lot. I learned a lot in my thirties, and now I have very specific point of view.、Mm-hmm. I would say I have very critical view of the societies,、mm-hmm. uh, and I have very firm stance on how the society should change. And guess what? When I met my friends from schools in Korea, it turns out not everyone thinks similarly、right. <laughs> to mine. But we were friends because we were in school together. We didn't care about political views then, right? <laughs> but but now I'm like, whoa! Wow, you really think so?、Yeah. You voted for this person? <laughs> like, whoa! And but you know, guess what? I still like them as a person,、mm-hmm. and that was a good experience. That oh, all people who voted for this party are not evil. Like they just have different upbringing, different life experiences, different agenda. It's a good experience. I think、um, having friends from school who has different views from yours、mm-hmm. can actually challenge you to open up. It's like, oh, maybe people vote differently from me because of these reasons,、mm-hmm. and you can actually use it as an opportunity to listen to people's different opinion. Yeah, I think it's kind of sad that as we get older, older we have. New criteria that we care when in terms of friendship that we、right. didn't even know when we were younger.、Mm-hmm. So, in a negative way, we are just becoming more particular. <laughs> it's not bad. I think it's normal that we are sort of developing our own point of view, yeah, like yeah, our yeah. own argument and statement in yeah. life. Yeah, we are setting up our own value system. Yeah. Because you know, when you're young, you are pretty much doing whatever teacher tell you and your parents tell you. You just don't have any point of view, you know. You're building it, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But now, thank God, we worked on it and we have those. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I wrote this in our notes called Sarah Syndrome.、Mm-hmm. I named it. Oh, you <laughs> named it? Yes. What, Linda? <laughs> I came up with the I term. I almost Google it. Wow, <laughs> you're funny. Because when I moved here, I made a friend with Sarah. Okay, I'm not gonna say the last name because there are many Sarahs. There are many Sarah, yeah. And I thought we are getting close, like we are hanging out, talking about life issues, you know, like difficulties. And she stopped replying to my messages.、Mm-hmm. Like I was like, oh, you know, blah blah blah. At first, I sort of. Blame it on her having a small child. Any parent with little children, like they prioritize taking care of their children, yeah, of and、course. they have hectic schedules. So it's quite understandable to、mm-hmm. see a message or miss a message and forget to reply, right? Yeah. But then it happened a few times, and without a reply, I just stopped. I stopped sending messages, and I was like, okay, maybe. They didn't think I was a good match for them as a new friend. I was sad, but I let it go. You know, I as you said, I focus on making other new friends. Yeah, but was there um like any incident right before she kind of goes to you? 
No. No, not really. Because, you know, I reflect on it. But, like... Yeah. None. Not really. There's nothing, like, no argument, no... Okay. No moment that was, like, awkward. No idea, right? Yeah. And then, after a few months, I became friend with another Sarah. (laughs) Sarah number two. Yes, guess what? Sarah number two was a better match. Like, we synced right away, and then we hung out together. It was very nice to talk, you know, honestly with someone new. I had no doubt that we are going to continue developing our relationship Mm -hmm. because it was going so well. And uh, one time, like, she was in town by herself um, when her family, her husband and um, baby were traveling. She got COVID. Okay. So she was home alone for a week with COVID. So, like, I check on her. I I go there. We put on mask. We took a walk together. Mm. I bring her, like, food and medicine. And I was glad that, okay, you know, she had me that I can, someone who can bring things and keep yeah. her company. But then, after, like, a holiday season, just it stopped. I sent message, okay, are you back home? Like, do you want to hang out again? No reply, right? Oh. And I'm like, again, they have a newborn baby. So I'm like, maybe she's busy, whatever. And, uh, you know, I attempt text a few times. And later on, I called and left a voice message. Like, oh, you know, I haven't heard back from you. I'm just a little worried. Just let me know if you're doing okay. No reply. Wow, that hurts. And I thought about maybe she lost her phone, whatever. But she knows where I live. We live pretty close. Yeah. So um, I gave up. I gave up. I felt pretty sad over number yeah. Sarah number two. <laughs> Especially after all the things you did for her. And she could have at least replied to those nice kind messages when you are checking in with her, right? Right. So one thing that I wish she did was that she could have explained like, oh, I am actually quite busy yeah, with this and yeah, that. Yeah. So I cannot hang out. They're right. all like, okay thought about like what could have happened to her what are the reasons what there's no way to know so later on a few months later when i met another sarah sarah number three yeah my art class i was actually worried oh my (laughs) god i like her but should i actually even attempt to become friend with her so like i named this sarah syndrome because now i'm like little scared of becoming friend with Sarah's. No way. Um, of course, there's nothing to do with the name. <laughs> I know, I know. Yes. But these things happen. Hmm. And um, when it happened to me in my 20s, I took it personally. I thought like, oh, it's really mean of them. Mm. It's like, it's very inconsiderate. I was angry at them. Yeah. But nowadays, this with these Sarah's that, that I lost contact with, I was just a little sad that because i feel like oh we're not friends anymore and i don't think it came from like oh they thought linda was a horrible person they didn't like linda it probably was something else in their life yeah but still yeah i was happy i was so excited and happy to become friend with them but then it, it stopped and i felt a sense of loss and i think it happens often people say that like you feel sense of loss when someone die, your family or friends, or when you have breakup. Mm-hmm. I think it totally happened with friends too. I think it's very similar to dating, you know? Like, yeah. I started liking this person and seems like everything is going well, but then suddenly the person 
ghosted. You know, it's very similar. So it's not easy to not take it personally, especially at the first,、mm. you know, like the beginning、uh, phase of letting it go. Right. So I mean, like, regardless of the gender, regardless of、um, age, when it's happening, how it's been happening, it's still sad, and、yeah. I can definitely understand that feeling of loss. Yeah, and you know, I actually had to talk myself through that experience because the question of did I do something wrong, or am I a bad person, or like, do people not like me? Those questions came to me, especially when I was feeling like depressed.、Mm-hmm. And then I had to think about. Well, Hina likes me. Christian <laughs> likes me.、Yeah. They they stayed as、yeah. my friend for a long time. Yeah, so like yeah. it's sort of like of reaffirming that it's not my fault. Like I didn't do anything wrong、mm-hmm. to lose this friendship. They probably had some reason. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's a just a constant thing that we go through, even、mm. at work. To be honest, I feel this a lot at work. Like, yeah, I understand not everybody can like me. Cause myself, I do not like everybody, but、right. still, you know, I often like look back and then, oh, did I do something wrong, or why? Why is this person kind of, you know, not so nice to me?、Mm. And then I think I'm trying hard to, you know, be close to this person or these people, but I don't feel the same in return. Why?、Right. You know, what's wrong with me? But at least. I know that I didn't do anything bad. Right. You know, we we know that we know. You know, so whatever the person does not like about me, it's just a part of my real self. And if the、mm. person doesn't like me, I cannot really do anything about it, and I don't even know. You're right. So I think I have constant like internal battle about it. Yeah, you can't please everyone. Right. You just have to accept that、mm-hmm. it's not your fault. Yeah. We talk about friendship, but also we talk about part of like dating, relationship, and even building relationship at work. So I think this friendship can expand to all kinds of human to human relationship, not、mm-hmm. just you know between the same gender. So we are very curious about our listeners' experiences. You know how、mm-hmm. you usually make new friends. You know what are the key ingredients for you to grow and maintain your friendship, and how do you deal with losing friends? So please share your stories with us. You can email us, or you can just comment on our Instagram post. So、yeah. looking forward to hearing from you guys. Yeah, leave us a message. Yep, and see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, support us by leaving ratings and reviews on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and help us grow our community. Subscribe to our show wherever you listen to your podcast. Connect with us on Instagram, American K Sisters, or send us a message at American K Sisters at gmail dot com. If you want to learn more about each episode, check the show notes below. A big shout out to Miss Christine for the beautiful music in our podcast. Share our show with your fellow fans of Korea and K Everything.